Hood is Robin. Welcome to the Underground Click Podcast. My name is Killer King, owner, operator, CEO of Underground Click Music Podcast and clothing brand. With me as always, back again, I should say, because, you know, he lost the moniker for a couple of weeks, but it is what it is. I'm back. He's back. Musif is back. What up, everybody? And the silent soldier, the general of all fortunes, General Washington, sitting back in. I'm here. For a random two and three words here and there, as he normally (laughs) does on the podcast. Sitting in today, we got a special guest. He was also a special guest. If you came to the uh, Underground Click uh, Highway to Halloween 2, Ninja 2 Chow sitting with us. What up, y'all? Appreciate having you with us today, man. How's it going? It's going. I'm just chilling. Hanging out, enjoying the day. Welcome to the secret underground lair. Back in the back in the back cave. Right, back in the back (laughs) in the back back cave. Batsy doesn't know that we live here rent free. Right. <laughs> Tell Alfred to bring some more blunts because we're right. going to need them. Yeah, we, we always need bat blunts yes. in here. Bat it's, blunts at the bat cave. We actually call them Rogans here. We normally, you know. Rogans for the bat buds. Yeah, Rogans, you know. <laughs> nice. The leader of the people. Yes. We smoked many Joe Rogans here. Uh, but yeah, like always, uh, we want to get uh, right to it. Uh, uh, how'd you uh, start, start out in. Uh, the, the rap game. Let's go all the way back and uh, try and give uh, people a, a history of uh, Ninja Tube Trial's uh, illustrious underground music career thus far. <coughs> all right, pretty much. Um, I started off, you know, in 98, um, writing raps and um, trying to put songs together, but I really didn't have no clue on how to get my 16 bars straight for a verse and right. get my hooks right. I was just writing so many bars that like when I got to the studio, the first producer I worked with sat me down and was like, Hey man, you literally have enough material for two songs here. So I, I learned how to count bars and uh, learned a lot about rhyming words. Cause I was always into hip hop and different uh, East coast, West coast genre, you know, as the chopped and screwed came up like down in Texas, you know, I got hip to that. Always hooked up like E40, and of course, you know, was into the Insane Clown Posse and a lot of the horrorcore coming up, Esham, and uh, they influenced me to kind of write my own music. Because as a kid, I didn't know that anybody could be a musician. I thought they picked people that were talented and put them out there and did things. You know, my grandma always had records, and uh, she used to get mad because I would scratch her records. (laughs) You know, on a regular turntable, I would try and scratch her records like a DJ because I didn't know about DJing. And then once I got old enough to actually afford some turntables. I bought my first pair of turntables and then uh, started to learn how to actually not only like compose hip hop beats, but like throw scratches on top of whatever I was doing and look for the cue and, you know, get everything synced up. Oh, yeah. But I was really into graffiti art. So at the same time, I was doing graffiti art while I was doing my music and I really wasn't taking my music seriously, but I was still putting out music, you know, underground with all my homies in the hood and shit. And then probably once I got to the point of the battle rap scene came along, I started battle rapping for like a year or two. But then I realized that battle rapping really don't get you anywhere because all you do really is just insult people. Yeah. And even if you're good, you insult people. But at the same time, at the same time, you're hurting a lot of people's egos. So after the battle raps, they don't want to hang out with you because the shit that you say, it'd be like yeah. you going off on somebody. My uncle always told me um, if somebody's angry, and they go off on you and they tell you something hurtful and then they come back later and then they apologize for it and they say hey i didn't mean to say that no you didn't mean to say it because you were angry and your emotions took over you right. know so yeah. so as in that with battle rapping you know i didn't want to really 
fuck with people that I like. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to hurt their feelings. So then I was like, fuck it. I looked at all the rappers that I listened to, Twisted and Saint Clown Posse, um, you know, fucking copyright, Haystack, all them guys. They come out with one project a year. Yeah. So you write like 17 songs, you work on that, and then you work on promoting that. Yeah. Okay. So as a young kid, I didn't understand that if you're going to have a rap career, you need to run it like a business. I wasn't investing in myself. I wasn't copywriting myself. I wasn't right. putting up money to get CDs pressed up or anything. Right. Once I realized that I had to do one project a year, I would save enough to go to the studio I, out of every work check that I got. Because, of course, you know, when you're an underground rapper, if you're if you're not slanging on the streets and rapping, you're going to a nine to five every day. You're busting your yeah. ass and your dream is music. So. Other rappers that didn't have jobs, that couldn't support themselves, they were even madder at the guys that were going to work. And it's like, dude, I had to work 40 hours and still pay half of my paycheck to get these shirts pressed up. Yeah. But I didn't realize that I I, I wasn't going to make shit at rapping until I got a logo. Once yeah. I got that logo, I put it all together. You got to have a project. You got to have a logo. You have to push yourself and run it like a business because if you don't, you're just, you're just fucking around with it. Right. So that's why I took it serious. I met this cat, Wet uh, OG. He lives in Adrian. He's like the Dr. Dre of Adrian. He records a lot of people. You know, at the, at, I was recording in Toledo with people for years, but nobody took me serious enough to sit me down and be like, I want you on and record you. I'll sell you a beat for this much. I'll record you for this much. So I went to this guy with a folder full of raps and a project called Mr. Medical's Chronic Illness in 2015. And was telling him, you know, I had everything typed out and ready to go. And when I met him, I went to his house and checked his studio out. And then I pulled out this envelope and I showed him, look, I got 17 songs ready right now. Skittle Dro, Goodbye Toledo, just fucking all, all kinds of dope ass shit ready to go. Told him what I was going to do, spit some flows for him. And then after that, he put me in the booth and recorded a song for me. After that, he was my guy. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I go there. He charged me, hooked me up, and then he would lay scratches over my songs because he was a DJ too. So still to this day, I fuck with him. What OG's my homie, homegrown productions, you know what I mean? But never like ran my own record label or anything like that. You know, like I was doing the two shot records thing for a while, but I didn't want people to be on my record label and I'm like ninja two chow. So then they're like on two chow records, like some kind of slave. Like it should be some cool name yeah. that's not different. They'd be like, if he started Kill the King Records, it would be cool and everything. But at the same time, it's like he's going for something that's way different. Right. You know, a yeah, whole my camp, might not. a whole camp of motherfuckers underground. You know, motherfuckers have been working hard their whole life to establish a name, doing shows, to establish their brand. But I guess what I'm getting at is he put me on. I did the first project. I took it seriously, started doing shows. And then I invested money instead of paying for a high end feature. I have features from like copyright. He's he's a rapper from Columbus, you know. I don't know if he's really doing anything anymore, but he's got some hot shit. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, I, all the other people that I wanted to spend money on features that I was doing shows with, like Jelly Roll and them, they were coming at me like, oh, I throw you a feature for like 500. And at the time I was like, that's cool. I could get you on a song for 500, but I can also take that 500, buy a banner, buy some shirts, buy a hoodie, and then ball off that. And then as soon as I'm established enough to pay for a big name feature, it's cool because a big name feature will get you fans. But at the same time, it's not going to get you bands. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you want the money, you you, you want to invest in yourself. You got to start with something. And at the same time, if you're putting all your money on somebody else's name, it's not going to carry you very far other than that. Listen, because people's 
um, attention spans are so short nowadays that you can drop music and then just right on to the next thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we talk about that a lot with, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of, uh, artists that we've both known, you know, growing up in the area that, you know, they get into the, into the rap hip hop scene. Right. And they don't, either they don't want to do it or they don't understand that like at the end of the day, you got to invest in yourself, yeah, in your art. And you got to believe in yourself so other people yeah. will believe in you. Cause right. if they, if you got, if you're not setting by example, then people aren't going to follow enough to, to stay down with the fact that you're a solid motherfucker. Right. And, and I don't know if you guys are like me, but when I get hip to a new rapper, I do my homework to make sure he ain't no fucking snitch ass rat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I grew up on solid other MCs that, that, helped me develop my skills. They made me sit down and write my punchlines better. They made me deliver better. When I went and met this producer, he literally would go from stopping and telling me, hey, that don't sound right, to just nodding his head like, hell yeah, you got it. You know what I mean? You done went from a cub to a full grown fucking lion. You know what I mean? And the yeah. difference between a lion in the jungle and a lion in the zoo is the motherfucker in the zoo sits there and waits to be fed because his killer instinct can't be let out to feed himself. Exactly. When you're like an artist like me and him, we're like lions that are still in the wild. Everybody wants to capture us, but we're still killing to eat. You know what I mean? Not the motherfucker that's waiting for a handout to be put on a label, to be helped out, to be put in a video. That's why certain labels won't sign you because they can't do shit for you that you can't do for yourself. Right. Anybody can set up like a YouTube channel, do some videos, do some lyric videos. Even if you can't afford a regular video, you can pay somebody 50 bucks to do a lyric video and it's just as hot. You're getting your message out there. Even bands like Twisted still use lyric videos when they can't, especially with this whole pandemic. Everybody's doing live shit from their living room or, yeah. and everybody's selling more merch because nobody can get out there to buy the merch. So they're going to their job, they're saving their money. And then when they get bored, they're on their little phones and then they see a cool ass t shirt. Or something from their band, and they're like, "Fuck yeah, I'm buying that Ouija Mac shirt." Or exactly. yeah. you know, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna get that goddamn sweater." Yeah. They're having a half <clears throat> fucking half off Black Friday sale. I'm gonna dip over there and support my artists. Yeah. Shout out to those fans because yeah, shout out been, to you. They've been keeping all of us underground people uh, eating and afloat. So mm -hmm. thank you because we are small businesses too. Yeah, we make uh, music and entertain you guys, but right. at the end of the day. We do have to run this like a business. The merch costs us a lot of money out of our pocket, which is normally like we're risking rent, guys, yeah, to give and, you guys something and, cool. And, and we're hoping and, that you guys like it enough to purchase And it. all these artists <laughs> you're listening to are just like you, man. They feel just like you. Like they got bills. They got kids. They got real problems. You know, they're just going in the booth and telling you about it. And yeah. some of these guys that make songs, they can't even go in the booth and tell you about it because their rhymes are so structured that they stack an image that they want to have because it's a manifest destiny thing. When we're talking about diamonds and having gold and having money and having big shit, that's what we we're trying to accomplish. But, but really, I just want to be happy and do good for my family. You, you know, got to I mean? talk it into existence. You know, the government did come out and mess up and say that a positive manifestation is a thing. So if you guys quit being negative and see the silver right. lining even on right. bad situations, that's how you start your road under positivity. Because trust me, I used to be an Eeyore, and right. then I changed the way that I was thinking. It didn't happen overnight. Right. It and literally takes small victory each yeah. day, just like anything in life. Yeah, and we, we've had that happen with us here uh, doing this podcast. Uh, you know, at, at first, we kind of sat back like, man, that this might not take off, but we're going to ride this fucking wave, and we're just going to put the energy into it and the time and the effort. And 
you know, do the groundwork on this shit and just hope for the best. And my, since then, you know, all we've done was grow. Well, really, uh, uh, should we let him in on the top secret thing? I was tired of just bombarding you guys with the same old, this is what's going to happen and not everybody's seeing it. So I was just like, how could I fucking give me a weekly platform? And I hit up a bunch of other podcasts that had me on and, you know, told me, come on anytime you want type stuff. And, but at the end of the day, they, they weren't sold on the, hey, I just come on for five or ten minutes out their hour and yeah. talk about not just my underground shit to update, but everything happening with Underground Click and all that. Well, you and They weren't hip to it. And then yeah, I was just like, you know what? If you want it done right, do it your fucking self. So I was just like, this is the way. Right. It, it's, it's a better way than bombarding my fans with the same fucking flyer. They know where the information is. Now I'm on every platform. They can find us easy, right. way easier than fuck. I need to hopefully Google search him, find the right kill of fucking King 419 or whatever, or find my right Instagram post where we promoted on whichever social media platform it was, if not all of them. It, it just it made it easier for everybody. Yeah, to so, get it out there to the people to listen yeah. to. Yeah, because, I mean, you're always about networking in your business, man. Like, and, you know, you always take shit, like, real serious. So every time yeah. you ask me to get on something, like, I'm right there about it. Because, dude, like, anything that, that he's involved with, dude, he's, he's, like, I tell people, you know, I, I try not to tell a lot of people what I'm doing. I just try to do it and then let them see it. Yeah. Because if you're constantly right. trying to tell people, hey, I'm doing this and I'm doing that, then they're like, uh, yeah. but if they see shit, then they're like, whoa, what is that? Yep. Nobody well, can ruin your plans really if doing they don't things. know what they are. Yeah, exactly. and they can't stop you. You know, either way, you can't stop us. We're coming to your ears right now, in your ear holes, on your podcast. Light them up. Get right. them smoking exactly. if you don't smoke. There's never get a, a problem. water There's and get always, healthy. You know what I mean? <laughs> just another H2O. solution, right? As I'm chugging the fucking energy, uh, energy drink. But I think shit. get getting back to the whole music thing. So now, like, I put that album out in like 2015, and then fucking now, uh, for like a year or two, I really didn't write any music. I was just focused on like growing plants, and because the the whole game changed up in Michigan for the marijuana scene. So then I got into like growing heavy and now I'm starting to trim a company and shit, but I'm back to writing. I got this new cut. I punish them. It's on YouTube. You can find it. Um, and that's going to be part of the hoodlum, which is AKA bandana face. I got these hockey masks that I put, you know, the bandana face on. Or whatever. Yeah, They're pretty fresh. <clears throat> and then uh, I'm down lazy and crazy. So I have him make a lot of my beats and do my ski masks and we fuck with Devereaux and you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of other people that, you know, give shout outs to, you know, everybody in Toledo, you know, do shows with uh, Mad Props to, you know, Mad House, uh, Killer King, fucking Six Digit, you know, everybody that, you know, we link up smoking shit. <clears throat> right. So other than that, I mean, I've just been working on saving up to put out a couple music videos, um, putting out this new project when I'm ready. And uh, I got it all wrote right now. Half of it's recorded. I've leaked maybe like five or six songs. I've done, you know, maybe one or two live. But and it's weird because like all my new shit. I'll be at my dude's house like trimming buds and then I'll just play my phone and then I have the song playing and he'll be like, damn, is that you? And then I'll be like, yeah, man. And then I'll give him props in the song and he'll be like, man, man, that's fucked up. Dose will be like, man, that's fucked up, bro. Like you gave me props in the song and I don't even have a copy of it yet. And I'm like, just wait, <laughs> it's coming. You know, like I'm going to give him. Right. But I'm, I'm not going to make a year or too long. It's so. Exclusive, exclusive. Bro. So I'm steady dropping shit, you know, like even when he called me to come and do the show, I was like, fuck yeah, I'll come and hang out if he needs any 
Like, even if he was like, hey, get on track, I got some beats ready or whatever, get the time, fucking record it up. You know what I mean? Like I was saying about rappers, how they say, you know, we should do a song together. And it's just kind of like how we say hi and they never do. But yeah, you, know, you notice with the start doing of, a song with that motherfucker. Yeah, you, know, you network with that motherfucker. Don't be so don't be so one sided that you think that like when you meet a new artist, he doesn't have something to offer that you could vibe off of. Right. You know what I mean? You guys should like click. I'm not saying like be down with everybody, but like if your boys does music, you should support them and listen to it. And you shouldn't be a yes man. If you don't like a track, tell them I don't like that track. But some songs do grow on you. I'll give you that because there were some songs that I made that I really wasn't feeling them at first. And now I'm like that I went back and listened to them. Those are the ones that I like the most. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> and it's, they just have that vibe or something's in the beat that catches you. Yeah. Or yeah. you say that one line that stays stuck in your head all day. You'd be at work fucking around or riding in the car. You know what I mean? And next thing you know, you got that song in your head. So it's good to stay focused. Plus, like, if you're, you can even ask him, you write all the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You ever get writer's block sometimes? I mean, I, I try to, uh, I don't force myself to write anymore. Right. Unless, like, when I have deadlines. You know, yeah. if I need to put an album out and I know I have a deadline. I just let it come out of the pencil. Yeah, yeah. But I don't write on a pencil or the paper. I have to have it in front of me on a computer because I can see for miles. Yes. But when I put it on paper, I can only see till my eyes stop. Yeah. And then I got to keep crossing shit out and erasing it. When I got it on a, like a laptop, that's yeah. why I still write like all my flows on a laptop. Gotcha. I do I do old school pen and pad. I also always keep this on me yeah. with my notepad yeah, always yeah. open. So I'm always typing something. A lot of people use their phones, man. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just now getting used like hip to like putting raps in my phones or like I thought your phone was like for making pornos and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, know. I thought it was for taking like pictures of beautiful buds and you know maybe your kids every once in a while. But you know what I mean? I live a crazy life, man. I just you know the I, only like, my that, mind is the only thing that sucks <laughs> about the phone is that I've had the unfortunate thing like everyone asked me like man it's been like seven years since I dropped that villain mixtape waiting to drop all of these four records that I've been working on and people are like what the fuck keeps happening? Well. I've been writing all the shit in the fucking phone and then the phone would fucking die on me oh, or wow. I would blow a SIM card and then everything's just I had wiped. That happen to my I have laptop. lost, I lost literally record. seven full records in those seven years. Just, I feel you, my man. I'm yeah. literally, I, Oh, I'm back in all giving up me now. Goosebumps, yeah. Man, yeah. I'm once like, I write fuck. it down in the thing and I know it's really good, I go to the notebook and then I write it a second oh, yeah, time. Yeah, so I'm, now I got backups. I don't fuck with that shit no more. I don't take no chance. I fuck around and take a picture of the computer screen and shit. Just have it in my phone. Safety first thing we're saying. Well, now that I got the laptop, I just plug it in, download the notepad things to my file here, yeah, and then nice. save all my fucking lyric files under one massive thing. Yeah. Right. Good well, see, I'm, I'm still old school, and don't tell nobody. I'm going to let you guys in on a secret. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck. They listen to They download <laughs> I'm still old school, man. I got like a five gig terabyte, dude, that has every TV show, every movie. Nigga, I'm like that little Dicky song where it's like, I look like a nice guy till I torn on your Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. I fucking do literally seasons <laughs> and seasons of TV shows. Fuck Warner Bros. Fuck Universal, motherfucker. I'm out here watching shit. I ain't paying for no Netflix. Y'all These views aren't of aren't, aren't, uh, like, <laughs> the underground like, podcast and uh, music uh, outsourcing. <laughs> <laughs> we are not responsible for what our people say on the mic. Right. That's exactly. speculation, but that's, I'm saying, per, that's purely on Ninja Two Chels. That's, that's his perspective because he had to walk by two walls of media. Right, right, right. But I ain't selling one side's killers, you know one side's B rock. Just the entertainment junkie. Like right. I, I got the shit on the hard drive. People are like I got it in the cloud. I'm like, what if you lose the internet? I can go to a cabin in the middle of nowhere and still watch my movies. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? So, 
I'm as can I, because I have the actual physical DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> they're in the and they can't go it, re-edit you know? them like right. some of the streaming services did, which made me start right. my DVD collection right. back in the first place. But but I ain't stealing no music because I get so much music just given to me that I go like buy it. Like even even if it's a big artist, man, I just want to buy like a Run the Jewel shirt or a Flatbush Zombie shirt the other day when I they had like. 50% off shirts at like some fucking store I was at. And I just rock ages and I bought like six of them. I was like, let me get that. And then I found like a Wu Tang. You know what I mean? They're nothing to fuck with you. Right. When, and, and it's oh, on yeah. a half oh, sale. Yeah, yeah Ninja, get it. Yeah. Right. There's nothing to fuck with. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the biggie Ninja shirt? Ninja 2 Chow ain't nothing to fuck with. I will dig through the, the half off bins, dude, just to find something cool. And all in on a budget. And people make fun of me right. for them pinnerized oh, blunts. Dude, literally, literally. <laughs> just say it. I don't try to be economical. My, my favorite thing, like, dude, look, I'm G'd out. Everything's fucking G'd out to the right. Whatever. But, dude, I got half this shit at the thrift store. I bought this 50 cents, a dollar, you know what I'm saying? This hoodie I bought for 10 bucks at Target and then threw a ninja on it. Like, it's, you know, I got these shoes on eBay and then ordered the laces later because I was like, fuck it. You know, couldn't afford them. But I built the outfit around it, you know. That's yeah. how you do. If you really want something, dude, you like he said, manifest destiny. You people out there want something, whether it's a good relationship, a healthy lifestyle, money in a bank, or a better way of living. Fucking manifest destiny, man. You just you know, make a shit list of things that you want to do or things that you don't want to do, and go down that motherfucker every day. And if you can do one thing off that shit list, man, you're manifesting your destiny. You're gonna have a better life. Stay away from people that are mad about how much they make or how bad their relationship is, you know. People that always stay gossip happy, are the worst. Those right. are your negative Stay batteries. happy. Don't let All anybody they do get is talk fucking, about somebody else. Don't that let means anybody they're unhappy and they're taking that, away you know, your happiness. Yes. So you got to cut those yeah, ties. Stick with it. Yeah. We, you still be, so, still be homies, but be homies from the so, I mean, that's Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to get across is that, like, anybody that's hearing this out there, you know, whether you like music or you do art or whatever you do creatively to release your stress and your talent out here, Fucking show support to your people, man, and and don't don't you know don't take everything so hard, man. Have faith in yourself and believe that you can be better and do better. And if you're already feeling like you're doing the best you can do, then good for you, man. You don't reach that accomplishment. You know what I mean? Yeah, half the battle so, is actually trying to do right. this shit. Yeah, I mean even GI Joe says some shit like, "Ain't it like doing no, half the battle or something?" No, no, right. half the yeah, battle. there you go. Cobra, you guys gonna have to fucking get me. <laughs> yeah. <you know>, so. <laughs> no, you're 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 right though, because like. I mean, and people need that right now. That that positive yeah, energy that you put into your projects, or even even just the positive thought towards like uh, personal life right. shit. Right. Like me and him have both had yeah. a lot of good shit pop off and, very recently, yeah. and even with the podcast and everything. You know, we went in uh, originally like slightly skeptical, <laughs> but like we we sat down and said, "Fuck that!" Like we can't go in like that. We got to be positive about this shit. We got to put that energy into it, and you know let the universe take that right. energy and, and do with it what it will. And that's exactly what we did. Cause you know, Kelly King, the promo, everything to death to the point where I missed my own deadline. Cause I'm too busy fucking promoing, not well, doing it. We just dropped it on you guys like a nuclear yeah. bomb. Well, and that's the thing. They've like, been supporting yeah, since it, day one. It, so we appreciate the listeners and it, shit. It, we don't say that enough on here. It's in all the tags, but we don't say it on here. Thank yeah, you for that, the fucking listeners. We love you. love you guys. Yeah. But, and it's but, understandable. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people just, yeah, you get those people that like every word out of their mouth, you know, when something goes wrong, it's like, oh, it's a fucking 
you know, just negativity coming out Very. instead of saying like, "Hey, man, this fucking bad thing went down." That's why I smoke you know, weed. I can you do know better, I mean? man. Exactly. <laughs> like, we gotta, can make I this gotta, better. Yeah, I gotta feel good and just stay on a good vibe. Oh, yeah. We had a slew of problems here like a week ago, and I just kept telling her right the house, "I'm like, you're letting the negative energy get to you." Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm gonna stay here and I'm gonna be the positive battery, and then boom. 12 hours, two major things flip, like life-changing yeah. things. It yeah. wasn't just, oh, we can pay our bills and now we got to stress for the next month. No, yeah. it's like major fucking ginormous shit. Flood of fucking finances came out of nowhere when we were balling on the budget. Like, yeah. fuck, how are we going to make this happen? Now we ain't got to worry about yeah. shit. Well, because- then you're kind of shell-shocked because, dude, if you're li- if you're balling on a budget, man, you're, you're used to that. Like, some people, it's not good enough for them. They always have to have a better thing and try and move up but they yeah, can't exactly. because they're just stuck in the same position make the same money but like he said when you do finally get a little bit of finances coming in you're kind of shell shocked because you're like man i want to kind of splurge a little bit but i'm think i'm just gonna save more you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. and make, fucking, investments make them shit. investments on yourself yeah and like i was just about to say before you had said that don't put all your eggs in one basket because rap is good but rapping don't pay the bills until it pays the bills. So you right. have to constantly have all these other endeavors going on other than being a rapper. So you might look at like a guy like me or Killer King in our career and be like, well, you know, he doesn't really do as much as he possibly could do right now. Well, they don't see all the other endeavors that you're doing on the side to keep yourself floating along yeah. with the rap. Yeah. You might be a fan of me, but the real guy behind the mic is fucking struggling his ass off to not only try and push his own career because he believes in himself but at the same time he's got to deal with all the weight of the world on his shoulders because he's trying to not only help everybody and carry everybody else but he's trying to maintain at the same time so yeah, you're no. you're constantly got all these different hustles that you're getting involved in if that's your thing so there's life after rap like some people just think oh man he he was a local rapper and never did nothing with it and then after that he just got some kids and now he's a factory worker well, maybe that was good enough for that guy. Maybe his dream didn't take him to the next step. But if you know it's destined in you to do that, you're not going to stop. People are going to be like, damn, dude, you're pushing 40 and you're still rapping. Fuck yeah, I am. Yeah. Dude, I was 20, like almost 20 when I started learning how to do this shit. And it took me 20 years, dude, to hone my skills and get this good. Yeah. And then all the people that were telling me, no, you can't come in right now. We don't want to hear you. Fuck you, dog. So I went home and got mad and honed my skills and yeah. got I, dude, I got better and they couldn't stop me. And then once I realized like, Hey, they didn't stop making microphones when they sold yours, bitch. That's when I really realized like, Whoa. And then you do a couple things shows and people see you're doing it. And then after a year, it's like, man, he did a lot of shows and shit. And then you feel like, what am I going to do next? Like I did a lot of shows. I sold some merch, but what am I going to do now? Like tech nine, who do I catch now? You know, if you don't have somebody backing you or supporting you, taking you to the next level, or you're networking or trying to run your shit like a business, like prime example, Scum. You know, he's like LSP and them guys. Yep, yep. Dude, they're uh, like they're all over the place. And they work their ass off for fucking right. years. I'd see them at the gathering, giving yep. people flyers, it's juggalos the first throw gathering. their flyers. Yeah. The same juggalos that'll throw your flyers on the ground will have you signing them fucking flyers five years later. Yep. I put that on everything because yep. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I've seen people dog the shit out of Twisted and ICP and then pay for a VIP and get shit signed right in front of me to hound dog them. You know what I mean? And that's that's how people are in life, dude. The fucking, you know, the good ones that are your homies and shit, they're real. You ain't they they show you. They don't tell you. But the motherfuckers that are fake, 
you see them snaking, then you know they're fake because you see it. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's how you're seasoned. You they know? don't show up until right. they've shown up. And that's what we're saying about the positive shit is that if you can identify anything fake or faulty and you get away from that, that's more positive energy for you because you don't have somebody sucking off you like an octopus. Yeah. You know what I mean? But because yeah, get back to the music that dead shit. battery that can never exactly. Be that's right. why your, your blessings are stopping and, and, and stuff. And, and every time that that pushed me like to my wall, where I'm like, "Fuck, I want to give up or I want to quit," and I grinded the next fucking day. It was always some bigger fucking thing in my career the next yeah. day. And, and I really so, didn't want to tap people, that subject, but that's just you know how I've been feeling lately on it. You just gotta you know. And a lot of people do what? Uh, a lot. A lot of people can't. Like they hit them setbacks and shit because like yeah, you I know, hit a like, wall and then you're like, now yeah. what? Like I, I mean, for the entire time that I've known you, you have some ups and then you go down and up and down and now like things are on a fucking solid upward trend. But like a lot of people, they don't. The first time they hit that fucking first like yeah. major bump in the road, they're like, "Fuck this! I'm not meant for this." And like uh, I, I start thinking about it, like how many fucking awesome artists would have been around? Yeah. If they would have just been like, "Fuck that! I'm gonna push a little bit harder." Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. yeah, and you can't live in what ifs, but I think about that too. Like if the other person I started my rap group with, fucking uh, twenty plus fucking years ago, when I did horrorcore and shit, right? If he didn't have the mentality, because this is what he literally said to me. Violent J is just going to come and knock on our door one day. Like, he knew to come and find us on the east side of Toledo that right. we did horrorcore rap. He's just going to randomly come knock on the fucking door like so the, the publisher's, <laughs> publisher's clearinghouse. Here's our fucking record Sounds deal. Like I was rapping with when I was Exactly, and that's yeah. why I don't do the rap groups. You know, it's because I realized that I was the one with the grind and the drive, and he was just there to be like, it's going to happen one day. Yeah. Now if you're well, sitting in the just, couch in the basement, right. and we're doing, like, yeah, we had a home studio recording 17 records, but none of them dropped. Mm-hmm. Right. 17 it, full records that go right. to the wayside. And yeah. it's just like you said, fucking, it, it takes a lot of, uh, you know, doing shit on the side and investing, right. you know, in yourself and well, your time. And well, shit. even when I was living in the South End of Toledo, you know, my buddy that did music at the time, Money Mind, what's that? Uh, we're we're going to try and uh, pick this up on the second half of the podcast because we uh, we talked a little bit too much uh, down to the wire there. But, uh, yeah, we're going to uh, pick this up with uh, Ninja Two Tail in part two of the Underground Click podcast. Stay tuned.